0: Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm ready for bots in space. Woo! These are the further adventures of some people who watch a pod, who make a podcast, and watch robot shows. We like robot shows. <laughs>
0: Podcaster's Log, Stardate 2021-0630 We are are watching the 38th episode of Rescue Bots First airing Stardate May 10th 2014 and written by regular Rescue Bots uh, writer Greg Johnson Uh, Last scene writing Sky Forest The episode where there was a forest in the sky and uh that kind of happens again in a Well, way. yes, in this one there the episode is Space Bots and there are indeed bots in space.
2: Space also there's a forest sort of there's a there's a yes.
0: greenhouse. Ooh. And, And uh, indeed we open with a pretty sick uh Griffin Rock logo.
2: Yeah. Oh. They yeah, have gotten cool. uh, the Huxley
0: Prescott clearly hired a graphics guy.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the money he made, I don't know, selling Bigfoot videos.
0: <laughs> I am still convinced that he lives in that news van.
1: Yeah, same. Well, as we see in the first minute, I'm pretty sure yes, he does. Well, because... <laughs> and later in yeah. the
0: episode, too.
1: I mean, that just means
2: that it's his only transportation. It doesn't necessarily mean he lives there. I think he lives
1: there.
0: Yeah, he's got big, I live in a van down by the river vibes. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's always putting out news. His van is how he gets to news, how he delivers news, how he cuts to himself at on the scene by putting up the green screen and walking outside of the van. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, our, he cuts to our man in the field, me.
1: Because <laughs> they and have sp- no other news reporters on this nope. island. It's like, that's got to be an old gag, but I can't remember the last time I saw
0: it. And he is reporting on the launch of the Asgard.
2: The last episode uh, with our special guest character here was Merford Scott, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was.
2: So I guess maybe it's just somewhere in the the series Bible for her uh, that she just names everything after Norse mythology.
0: Yes, her 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 deep sea station was the Midgard. This is the Asgard. Uh, I assume in the next season she's going to launch, uh, you know, the Alfheim or something.
2: I would be on board for that. <laughs> you don't want to get on the Helheim, though. That's... Don't don't want to go there.
1: What
0: I mean... It, it, what about the Nipple? I don't think the Nippleheim <laughs> is going to show up. Well, as, as this episode shows, oh, you shouldn't get on anything this lady builds.
1: No, you really should not. Possibly? Well... She needs more safety yes.
0: measures. She,
1: she's not up to the current decade's standard levels. Yes. It's bad. So,
0: yeah, this is Professor Anna Baranova, uh, voiced by special guest star Kath Susie.
2: Yay!
0: Uh, we previously saw her as uh, having lived in her undersea lab for decades. And not going completely crazy.
2: Just maybe a little crazy. I don't know. I feel like this whole project is a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, it is. A, it is not a. It is not a space station. It is a space elevator. Yes. Which will be propelled into space via a cable that is actually a laser beam.
1: I well, don't I, I, I know. Don't, do lasers work that way? I don't I, think they do. I don't think so. But like, space elevator is like old theoretical tech that pops up in sci-fi stuff like
0: Gundam. Yeah, it, it's a thing that could theoretically exist.
1: Yes. I- but the, the main problem with it usually is that you to have the cable, it needs to be high enough tension and strength that it basically needs to be made of unobtainium. Right. Like, th- there's nothing <laughs> currently existing that can make it work. And I don't think making it a laser makes it any better.
0: <laughs> or does it?
1: Uh,
2: Being a laser does not fix the problem.
0: Well, we'll find out, although they almost don't, because there is a problem with the laser, and it, it is uh, one of Huxley Prescott's camera bots.
2: I I just want to say uh, <laughs> that, that uh, drone operators
1: ruin everything. Drone <laughs> operators are the worst. God damn it. Oh, was it? Did you see recently, like... There was a guy sky surfing like the Green Goblin in New York. Was it New York City?
0: Yeah, it was New York City, yes.
1: Yeah, that of was the fuck. That's, a, that's not a drone
2: operator, though. That's probably some sort of... Well, he was operating it while standing on top well, of Well Yeah, them. but I feel like if it's well, manned, it together, then it's not a drone. And by manned, I mean there is a person attached to it. I guess... <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm honestly kind of surprised it wasn't a publicity stunt for the next Spider-Man
0: movie. Well, he was in Times Square, so I assume he was looking for Macy Gray. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I
2: assume he was trying to make five dollars getting his picture taken with tourists.
0: <laughs> oh, all oh, those weirdos! So yeah, the uh, and our intrepid crew, we we have an intrepid crew of two on this. Uh, first crew member, Doc Green, who has. Forgotten that he was going to go into space today.
1: <laughs> Which wait, when was the last? It
0: feels like it's been a while since we've seen Doc Green. We usually see him about every other episode. I don't I think th- he was in the two-parter, though.
2: He hasn't been doing important things that. very much. But this he season. was in
0: the episode right before the two-parter, where we had the uh, the spam that turned people into monsters.
1: Yes. Well, I thought that was.
0: Oh, I thought that was further ago because he was the guy who was around when they made the spam that turned people into monsters.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: So I have, uh, I, I was recently as, as a recent, uh, inductee into the cult of Mac. I have an Apple TV plus free subscription for an entire year. Uh, and a a uh, one of my uh, my sponsors into the cult uh strongly suggested that i watch the series for all mankind uh which mm-hmm. is uh sort of basically it's an alternate history of what if the us had actually been continued being ambitious with its space program Ooh. uh the the crux being that the Russians managed to actually make it to the moon ahead of the US by a few days uh, and that pushed both sides into like actually setting up moon stations and I'm, I'm on season two at this point so we've time skipped into the 80s so there's like a nuclear shuttle they're about to try out and uh, so, basically, this episode is extremely on point with other things I have been watching lately, and I do not feel like either of these people have been through nearly enough training to be going
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, like, like Graham doesn't want to go up, like, he's afraid no. of heights or something. It, it's very weird, like... I am e- I, even even the stupid kids in high school in *Common Rider Forza* that have a portal from a locker to the moon went through more trials to get into space. I, uh, like. I haven't
0: seen it, but I'm going to assume the kids in the movie *Space Camp* had more. Uh,
1: well, yes, <laughs> that's the entire point. Oh my god, I saw. I mean, that I think movie. they accidentally get launched or something. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing yes. that from. I, haven't seen, I don't think I've seen it I since I saw that 80s. movie
2: so many times as... I should watch that again. That's one of those movies that I watched a lot as a kid, but haven't really watched since. I should see if it holds up better than Flight of the I, Navigator.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I... <laughs> I was about to say, I, I think I've seen Space Camp once, but I don't really remember it. But I saw Flight of the Navigator a bunch. And oh, 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 what was the other one where kids make a spaceship out of junk and visit some idiot aliens.
0: Explorers?
1: Yes. I saw that one way too many times. Yet I forget the title. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. Oh, no, I have not
0: seen Space Camp and I'm just now finding out that it is a robot voiced by Frank Welker in it?
1: What? Yes. I... Okay, I don't
0: remember nothing about from that movie like, then.
1: Space Camp was legit
2: one of my favorite movies as a kid. Hmm. But
0: so, now Graham has basically the reaction that I would have to being told that I'm going to go into space, which is mostly existential terror. Yeah.
2: See, this is sort like, of and, – and something that, you know, you sort of get the feeling for with this, this other TV series I've been watching, is that first when you're testing the stuff out, you send Cade – and then once this stuff is actually like set up and established to be safe, is when you send your grams. So you you send the science people after it's been like you you've got all the leaks patched up. You know, you're, <laughs> well, you send
0: your fighter jocks up first. Your yes. your Gus Grissom was under Well, well first like. you send
1: the monkeys. Yes.
0: Well, uh, well, also you it's, send shit like,
1: Is Cade the monkey or is he the idiot fighter jock? <laughs> is- I think he's stepped step between those two, a little from column A and a little from column B. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, you don't normally send your science people up first to to test out your experimental space hardware because they don't really want to (laughs) go, as we see, until someone else has proven it's safe. So, yeah, a little surprising that it's not Cade getting sent up.
0: Yeah, it is, uh, yeah, uh, terror, I don't, I don't, uh, that, that movie Gravity, well, an excellent movie, uh, ter- just bone chilling. There is nothing worse than dying in space.
2: Yeah, I could not bring myself to watch it. That was, and that was sort of the thing with, with watching for all mankind is that, you know, when I was a kid, of course, being the eighties, I wanted to be an astronaut. My parents were like, oh, you have to have 20-20 vision and maybe you have that while you're eight, but no one in our family doesn't wear glasses into adulthood. <laughs> and that's kind of cold because my parents weren't that great at parenting, but also mm. as I got older, I mean, I'm 42 years old. I was absolutely watching TV in a classroom when the Challenger blew up. So there was the point when I was a little older when I was like, space is terrifying. Space is like, it's really scary. (laughs) Like, There's so little keeping you alive. (laughs) It's just like... Some Teflon and some hoses, and it's yeah, space is terrifying.
0: Life in space is impossible.
2: I probably would have would have grown out of it anyway. (laughs) Space is terrifying.
0: So yeah, they the the launch is nearly totally botched by Huxley Prescott, but luckily they get the the bots uh roll to the rescue and they get that uh, thing out of they get the camera bot out of the laser.
2: They have to have mortal peril in order to start the episode.
0: Yeah, the oh, weird yes. thing is like a countdown is so like you have a countdown so that if there's a problem you can stop.
2: I what really I wrong. really love Steve Bloom's like Houston, is like, NASA accent he's got here, because he's yeah. just one of the random announcer and Kind of guns. Ed
0: Harris-looking guy.
2: Yeah, mm. and
1: he's got But that he's definitely
0: got, like, what well, kind of, I guess, a, like a Tom Skerritt voice or something.
1: Yeah, it's a, like a slight Southern accent, but it's so slight it feels like... Wait, is he actually from the South? Because, no. I have no idea where he's from. <laughs> Neither do I.
2: I mean... I guess wasn't a lot of Funimation stuff around Fort Worth to begin with. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, or no. Well, first I think it was they did Canada stuff, then they went to Texas, and everything's been in Texas. But I don't know if that's where
0: he's from.
2: I mean, the I according mean, uh, to Wikipedia, thing... he is
0: from Santa Monica, California.
2: Oh, that so yeah, that's it's it's not it's an accent, but yes, everybody it you get a lot of uh Texan and general Southern accents in your your NASA command centers because that's where they're located is in the southern US where it's warm. But I I appreciate him having that that NASA accent.
0: (laughs) It's a good touch. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, they... You know, there's a launch. Everything's fine. uh, And, you know, Professor Bereno promises Frankie, who is very concerned about her dad, that, you know, if anything goes wrong, you know, I promise. No, we'll we'll let you know.
2: Frankie knows. Frankie knows space
1: is terrifying.
0: Yes, and in fact, well, Graham knows it
1: more because he's panicking at every little noise. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, once we get back up there to him.
2: Yeah, I would have definitely been Graham. And <laughs> like, is that house coming loose. Is that something hitting the hull?
1: I don't. I don't know if they I'm more paranoid at the axis. That well, the trip up and down are probably the worst bits. But once you're up there, it's like, yay! Cosmic radiation is hitting me. The shielding can only do so much. Oh, what if a hose breaks? And I love. We're cancer. gonna freeze to death and get rid of oxygen. I mean, you could fall under the, the ice in a lake and you die quicker. And possibly more painfully.
0: It would take longer if you're just drifting out of space, but it's, it's a oh, nice sure. view. Oh, sure. You've got a long time to think about how you're going to die.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can think of a worse way. Burning to death would suck ass. Faster Not though. for long. Space, yeah. it's like, it's, you, you could think. And also, you can probably burn to death in space. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, if you get caught by the Earth's gravity, yeah, but I don't know. Unless you're in a Gundam, that's probably not going to happen. You'll
0: just throw it around a bit.
2: I want to be in a Gundam.
0: Oh. And indeed, once they get to the top of the elevator, Graham totally pukes.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. And Doc Green remembers that thing that he forgot to bring the, uh, the air sickness bags. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, because Graham has apparently found his lunch bag.
0: Yes. And, you know, the bots are wondering, you know, if, you know, if they should have gone, even though that's a lot of extra weight to add.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's... You're giant metal people. It's You're very heavy. Come on.
0: And also, despite being from space, they've never been in space. Right. Well, they they said they've never done a space rescue. Mm -hmm.
1: They've been in space because most of the time they were in space, they were in stasis. Yes. Yes. But uh, what was I going to say? Well, the entire point of a space elevator is that it requires less propulsion to get you up there. Mm -hmm. Like you're partially using the earth just swinging you around to get up which is Mm -hmm. why you need a really strong it's it's such a weird concept that will probably never work
2: anyway lasers are not going to help it being a laser (laughs) is not going to make it suddenly work uh.
0: Yeah. Also, not helping uh, this meteor they just saw.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. More fun with 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 astrophysics.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, the ducks is you know. I've been watching that meteor for ages. It's not going to hit anything. Ah, uh, except it hits a bunch of asteroids, and I don't want to close my eyes. How are that many asteroids? I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe, and I don't want to miss a thing.
1: Okay, admittedly, there are little tiny chunks of rock, like there's supposedly a second moon that's like a tiny little thing out mm-hmm. there. But this is a cluster of like a dozen rocks so close together, which is not how asteroids work
0: to begin with, even in the asteroid belt. And then they basically work like the video game asteroids, where a bunch of them break up. Well, yes, they <laughs> ping pong off of each other. Which yes. is also what happens in gravity. Oh. oh. Except it's like space junk, but it's a uh, well, yeah. If space junk would have made more sense, it's that uh, chain reaction thing. It's got a name.
1: Cascade effect.
0: No, there's another word.
2: Oh, yeah. The one that they talk about, Elon Musk's Starlink satellites.
0: Kessler syndrome.
2: There you go. Where,
0: like, one satellite breaks up, and then it hits a bunch of other satellites, and they break up, and then eventually uh, you can't launch anything into space anymore, because you've just got a sphere of deadly space debris around the entire Earth.
1: Well, yes. Thanks, Elon Musk. That's happening. Well, that hap- that will happen in this episode, but that it, that is happening naturally because just little paint flecks and everything. And oh, was it like two or three years ago? China smacked two satellites together intentionally. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> just to see it's, what would happen. Like that's the real problem with space travel is that eventually, like I think. Like maybe within the next century, there will be such a field of debris that it will be like a wood chipper trying to fly through trying to fly through a wood chipper to get into space.
2: Well, good. Maybe that'll block some of the extra sunlight we're getting. Well
1: no, I mean, well, listen, it's just tiny bits of shit everywhere tearing things apart. Oh. Yeah,
0: so so unfortunately these asteroids are headed right for the elevator, and there's no time to train a bunch of oil drillers to become astronauts.
1: Nope. <laughs>
2: They, they used all their quick astronaut level-up items on Graham and Dot Green.
0: And uh, that uh, that relates to one of my favorite Michael Bay stories ever. Oh, oh no. So, uh, I guess uh, Ben Affleck, you know, he read the script. He's in the movie. And he, sa- he asked Michael Bay, you know, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train, like, astronauts become oil drillers instead of the other way around? And then Michael Bay told him, shut up.
2: Yeah That's That's how he does things
0: So anyway This rock hits Knocks one of the pods On this elevator Right off and then there is now a bunch of big debris heading right for Gryphon Rock. I'm not really sure how that works physics wise, but
2: I don't think it does. I remember, like a couple month a month or two, a couple months ago now, where there was that uh, that Chinese part of the space station or satellite or something that there was a yes. maybe this is just something I'm aware of as as an FAA contractor. Uh, there's that piece of space debris that they didn't know where it was gonna come down, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, it would be, it's not just gonna come straight down because, like, the Earth is rotating.
1: Yeah, so that's, uh, there's, this this episode feels like, in like 20 years, it's gonna be one of those G1 episodes we make so much fun of because it gets science ridiculously wrong. (laughs) Like,
2: where they drive to Africa.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just so many things. Like, for one, it wouldn't come straight down. But the thing is, when we see the things hit the ground, they're coming at an angle. So, what did they circle the entire globe and come down and right below where they fell off?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: (laughs) Conveniently, yes. Looking up the Kessler syndrome, it's estimated there's over half a million pieces of space junk, just little tiny things floating around right now and a satellite gets whacked by them at least once a year. I'm creating more junk. Ah, uh, it, it's, it's a nightmare.
2: Don't look at me. I didn't have kids. I'm not going to be leaving anybody to live in this nightmare hellscape humanity's creating.
1: And then no one will be able to leave.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, when we understand what space is, we can join the Galactic Federation, according to that, like, Israeli spy
1: guy. Oh, God. Oh, the- oh this there is was the more UFO nonsense coming out of the Pentagon. So we somewhere.
2: don't understand what space is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a statement.
0: I, I'm pretty sure oh. this is supposed to be figured out by James Cromwell.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Have I mentioned that something related to that is the first time my father ever heard his mother say the word penis?
0: <laughs> what? In relation to, to Star Trek First Contact?
2: I meant to tell that story previously when we were doing, I think, Star Trek Voyager for Patreon. But uh, I got a bunch of First Contact toys for Christmas that year. And uh, I was not there at the time, but I heard later that the, uh, the box for the Toy of the Phoenix was just sitting there by the Christmas tree, and my grandmother looks over at it and like, that looks like a penis. <laughs> and I mean, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that ship kind of does look like just a big dick.
1: Well, most rockets do, you know.
2: So anyway. <laughs> yeah, but they don't always have the bulbous <laughs> head. Well,
1: yes, it, it,
0: it narrows and gets bulbous, yes. Where were we in the episode? Oh yes, me- <laughs> meteors crash. Uh, so, so they've got to save debris now, and they they do it by selling some toys and also uh, foaming it.
2: I do hmm. appreciate that we be- get selling some toys and also a yep. callback to to uh, Doc Green's foam because yes. that's pretty fun.
0: Yes, you have just been foamed, says Chase.
2: Yes, he has to notify. The and space then also debris.
0: Boulder saves a bunch of uh, hippopotami.
2: He's sure that they would thank him if they could
1: oh, Hey, a Hungry Hungry Hippos plug Cross <laughs> promotion No
0: And then also they have to save the uh, the Drive-in theater where uh, Where Huxley Prescott Is indeed watching in his news van
1: <laughs> Oh yes, news is finally happening And
0: he's watching a movie
2: Yeah, yep. shouldn't he be like Reporting on all of this
0: well, yes, but also it's nighttime.
2: Yeah, he's you know. got to take a break sometime.
0: I'm watching the movie. I turn my phone off.
1: Yes. Oh, speaking of movies, the, the little tiny theater in one town nearby that only has two theater two screens and very narrow, narrow theaters is apparently open again and didn't entirely close, even though they had a sign for a while complaining about the governor for shutting down businesses, as they should be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like our that little s- theater,
1: but that sign was pissy for a while.
2: Our s- our local theater seems to have managed not to uh, to not get tossed out by the city, who possibly wanted an excuse to bring someone else in at a higher rent.
0: <laughs>
2: Yay theaters! Go see Black Widow.
1: I, and uh, supposedly they still have King Kong, or Godzilla Kong there, so I'm gonna go see that. If it's still open in the next so few mine days? has
2: The Conjuring, which they choose to have spelled as C-O-N-G-E-R-I-N-G.
1: Oh. Conjuring.
2: On both sides of the marquee, so... <laughs> either they had a... Tragic shortage of J's or this is a very helpful commentary on the local school system.
0: Or it's it's actually one of those asylum mockbusters. It's the Congering. It's actually about uh, <laughs> eels.
2: <laughs> I was going to say it was actually just like uh, Congo but as a joke horror movie.
0: Oh I man, Ghost Gorillas? Mm-hmm. Yes. And instead of yes. a laser at the end, um, Lord Linney has a proton pack? I'd watch it. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. Apparently I have to go tomorrow or they're going to start playing Boss Baby. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. The, the last chance to see Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, uh, I guess I'm going to go do that.
2: Anyway, my favorite theater marquee thing ever was the time that uh, the Dollar Theater had House of a Thousand Corpses listed as House of 1K Corpses. Which seemed <laughs> delightfully precise.
0: <laughs> Listen, I just, need, I just need to know how many corpses are in this house. 1K. I guess. I better see a thousand corpses in this movie, or I'm demanding my money back.
1: (laughs) I think there are a lot of skulls in that movie. I only saw a part of it, and it's like,
0: nope, I'm out.
2: So anyway, things falling from space do not work this way. Good night. Yes.
0: And unfortunately, things that also do not work, this space elevator, because they pull it back despite being incommunicado with the elevator, and they get nothing. So they are just somewhere drifting in space. So they-
2: I I I appreciate that they are uh they're talking to the space agency, which they refer to twice as the space agency. Uh Professor Baranova and presumably some of the other NASA sounding people. Uh they are unable to get any assistance from the space agency.
0: Listen, it's it's five days until you can get us a uh but Some Jeff Bezos hair?
2: can get us one on two days. For only twelve ninety nine a month. Uh,
0: Stupid Jeff Bezos. So but uh th- so thankfully they do have a contingency plan, and that is that the Autobots still have the ship they came in. Yes. The Sigma.
2: The Sigma. Did we know it was called that before?
0: I don't know if well, we did know it was called the Sigma. No, well, they were Team Sigma some number. Oh, that's a good point. But they didn't have a ship name. Uh, Rescue Force Sigma-17. Yes. As opposed to Rescue Force Sigma-6, which is G.I. Joe.
2: <laughs> yes. Or Six Sigma, that
1: stupid business thing.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: apparently the theater, like, just opened last week. Neat.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So they are on their way to—they uh, are on their way to help, which is good, because it turns out they're leaking oxygen and they have half an hour of air left.
2: Oh, I did just mm. check the wiki, and the ship did remain unnamed in any published fiction until this episode.
0: Oh, really? So this,
2: this has established the name of their ship, which, yeah, is mm-hmm. just hanging around in a little bunker underground.
0: So, they they do escape a suffocation by going to the uh, the greenhouse area, where there's a lot of oxygen, but unfortunately, a window that's beginning to splinter into pieces.
1: <laughs> yeah, there what? are a lot of <laughs> large windows on the top of this for a space station.
0: Well, I guess they're, they're plants, they need the light.
2: What did like, they make uh, the... Like, what kind of... Did they just use single-pane glass?
1: And there's, like, no retractable covers. Like, shouldn't you have that for entry re-entry and exit. Also, the where atmosphere. are their helmets? <laughs> yeah, they leave them in the other room. What the fuck, guys? They,
2: clearly, their spacesuits have the big round collars on them for buckling the helmets on.
1: <laughs> no. well, they were wearing the helmets when they were taking off. going Well, going up the elevator, but then they just took them off and as was uh, forget about it.
2: They lost uh, them. They, maybe they they put them over in that module that got blown off. Shouldn't
1: they have spares in each hub room? Remember? Oh, the,
0: all the hat storage module, it's gone.
2: Was all the oxygen in that one module that got blown off?
1: Was oh,
2: that was that the just, cape closet? Oh no. The, the air storage module.
0: <laughs> oh, we shouldn't have put all the air in that one module. <laughs>
2: It's just very poorly thought out.
0: Now all we've got are the the, the sock module and the condiment module.
2: I wonder... This episode, just the pacing of it feels like it should really have been more than one episode.
0: It does feel a little like that.
2: I wonder if this was originally supposed to be the mid-season one, and then they were like, Mm. no, but we got Mark Hamill.
0: This is entirely possible. Yeah... Kinda
2: Cause it Like a lot Happens in this One episode hmm. And a lot of it Happens more suddenly Than it Like Why is that Glass cracking Was there a <laughs> Scene cut Maybe there was A scene cut
0: now I was that, like uh, We should have seen Another
1: rock hit it Or something That was that
0: Johnson kid Next door With his baseball bat
1: Aww you You're not getting Your tense.
0: frisbee back This time Johnson Because we're all Going to suffocate <laughs> But no, it is time for the rescue bots to rocket to the rescue. And I think this is maybe an X Men reference here, where they um their ship launches from an area hidden beneath the basketball court.
2: Yeah. Do you think that's an X-Men
0: reference? Well, that, that's exactly where it is. That's where they keep the Blackbird in the X-Men movies.
1: Well, yes, but uh, go back to some old mecha anime, and, you know, baseball courts, tennis courts, pools open up, and mm. giant robots come out of them. okay. It's not original to the X-Men.
0: Okay, I was just thinking it was specific, because they do call out the basketball court thing in, I think, the sequel
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where I mean, that uh, may be like, the direct
1: but, reference, but.
0: And I think maybe there's that over. same shot of, like, the basketball, like,
1: yes! on the court
0: as the thing's opening.
2: I remember that. Because I haven't watched that one in a while.
1: They might have done that in X Men Evolution 2.
0: This is entirely. Like, that's pop. a
1: classic reference.
0: I'm just thinking. I, in the second one, um, Brian Cox has Magneto like all doped up on his son's brain juice, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, and where, and where do they keep that uh, this uh, experimental jet of those under the basketball court?"
2: <laughs> I do remember the thing with the ball being on the
1: door. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if it, if they were trying to specifically reference it because it is a basketball, but. There's one giant. Oh, I forget what it's called, but where where the robot's head sticks up in like an outdoor, like a playground for children. Like like it, it's a thing you climb up on, but it's a robot head, and the ground opens up, and the robot comes out.
0: There's an anime
1: where an entire school transforms into a battle station.
0: I've seen the intro for that. It's pretty cool.
1: It's pretty great. (laughs) That's one of the um oh Elderan series, I forget what they're called. Not the Brave series. It, it's like the competing version. Anyway, mm. apples in, in space, space. Once the glass starts cracking. <laughs> but first we have to get um
0: And also there is a, an unintentional stowaway as Cody oh, was just coming in to bring them a first aid kit but accidentally was there when it took off.
1: I didn't even story. Mean
2: to. Oh, he seems pretty earnest about it. I believe yeah, I, I do yes. feel that.
0: I don't think Cody's a good enough liar to actually hmm. uh, make this, this that convincing.
2: That's true. true. Agreed.
0: So he has to get into Heatwave to uh, to be safe. And so they send Heatwave out for a spacewalk. And I like that this is very silent. Hmm. Yeah, it's always appreciated. I mean, Transformers, I'm not sure, has ever done the... Uh, vacuum the silent vacuum of space thing it's always a bunch of like laser blasts and rocket noises well because we had that in the movie and that just kind (laughs) of screws everything and and sometimes there's just a giant (laughs) robot who yells at you
1: yeah (laughs) sometimes
2: they're driving through space because it's energon and they don't put that much thought into it
1: i think i did see like a fan edit that actually did do authentic space sounds for those scenes Mm. it was just like silence Okay, but do you still get the
0: music of uh, Vince D'Agostillo?
1: Well, probably. Yes. I'm sorry, Vince DiCola. Yes, you
0: need the nice background music.
2: You definitely need some Vince D'Cola.
1: And then eventually, uh, Unicron switches from external speaker to Wi-Fi, I think, or something like that.
0: <laughs> and, and Megatron's just yelling at nobody. No, no, you turn on uh... your Bluetooth. No, no, wrong channel. <laughs> You're muted. Ah. Uh... How's this guy even gonna know he's named Galvatron? <laughs> oh man, that's why he never figured out uh, what what the deal with that other Cyclonus was.
1: <laughs> oh, he was in, he joined the wrong Discord chat, and Armada was just lost forever.
0: <sighs> so Heatwave, you know, he rescues Doc and Graham. He gets sucked into space by this shattering window, but luckily Cody uh has he figures out that heatwave can use his his water his finger water blasters as propulsion like a jetpack
1: yeah
2: so he whooshes on over there
0: and they do the, it they are in a an episode rife with inaccuracies the what happens with the water in zero gravity is accurate it's weird
1: yeah so good job with mm. that one thing mm. Yes, but putting more like, like now there's ice ch- admittedly the little chunks of ice are the least of the things that happens and gets put into space there's apples in space there's so much debris <laughs> from this <laughs> giant thing everywhere admittedly they do manage to salvage it which still confuses me how they got it to re-entry and it didn't break up even more but yes, so much space junk it's bad
0: Anyway, so they they tow this elevator back to Griffin Rock. Everybody's very excited to, you know, be alive and also on the ground. (laughs) Yes. And also, they haven't really figured out uh, what they're going to tell Professor Baranova, because she's not in in on the robot secret yet.
2: I feel like at this point she probably should be, but yeah.
0: I think she eventually is.
1: Probably,
2: Maybe that's something that has to happen during major episodes, and since this was going, feels yeah. like it was going to be a major episode, and then that wasn't. Got cut out,
0: yeah. Well, and of course, in the last two-parters, somebody else did find out about the robots.
2: Yeah, see?
1: That's what you do in the two-parters. Again, they got Mark Hamill, so that got changed. Although it seems like that's a thing they should have thought of on the way down. It's like, oh, let's just drop this in the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, see, we had a splashdown, and then we bounced.
2: Yes. We had a splashdown, <laughs> and then we floated ashore, and then carried it, like, a mile inland.
0: Yeah. It's
2: fine. We got the robots yeah, you know, to do
0: it. D- despite the odd actually, it is a fun episode. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed, sure. the, I enjoyed the space stuff. I enjoyed the existential terror of being in space.
1: <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. It's not okay. It, it's good. It's, it's space elevator, nice idea. The, the science is dubious.
0: Yeah, next time they're just gonna have to build a great space coaster.
1: Yep. <laughs> maybe they a should walk-a-vator. just. A Maybe
2: people should just leave these things to the space agency.
1: Oh yeah, they're apparently not allowed to say NASA, which makes sense. It wasn't until the most recent Skylink's, I think, is the only thing that has NASA on and it. And
0: also the uh, the two. Uh Oh, uh, uh, the, oh, the the two micromasters. Yes, yeah, I forget the his
1: names. two micromaster buddies,
0: uh, Phaser and Blastmaster. I want to say yes. Oh, mm. well, we're we're getting closer and closer to blast blaster.
2: Well, I well, mean, Blastmaster
0: they... is like a vintage nineteen ninety name.
2: These well, days, yeah, but, apparently, NASA has it? to make all their money has to pay for all their funding through licensing to people who are nostalgic for the days when we had a functional government.
1: I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Do some licensing to get me more little moon rovers who are adorably personified, and are actually way bigger than you think. Like, it's shocking when when they show them like the mockups of them on Earth in a, in a garage, standing next to a person, and they tower over the person. It's like I thought you were like two feet tall. What they're, the fuck?
2: They are not actually battle bots.
1: No. what I thought they were like a little bit bigger than Battlebots, but no, they the, they're as big as a truck, yes
0: <laughs> uh. all right, so that is uh, that is Space Bots, and I believe that now brings us to David's tokusatsu corner.
1: Oh yes, this week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger, drunk on tofu. Mm. Uh, I mean,
0: I'm aware it's fermented, but I don't think it worked like that.
1: I, I don't think it's fermented. I, I'm i not even sure I know what tofu is, even after watching this episode. It, it doesn't show you how they make it. It's just... there. There's like... A, the, the monster of the week is dressed up like a juggler Charlie Chaplin mime who transforms into a tofu hermit monster who ends up challenging the yellow ranger who's the the drunken boxing style ranger to a sake drinking contest and I want to be a tofu like, hermit. How do you become a tofu hermit? The plot of the episode it is like trying to save a, a tofu restaurant that is being put out of business because this tofu hermit is has the mook henchman handing out free tofu which gets people drunk and I... <laughs> a lot of tofu stuff and drink it contests, and it's it's a basic episode, but it's a fun version of a basic episode, which culminates in the Yellow Ranger using terrible hangover headache fist against the monster. Which the secret to that um, hidden kung fu maneuver is you got to get your opponent drunk first, then you beat him up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> in the drinking contest, like. Some of the other rangers dress up in the moot costumes and switched out the yellow rangers' sake for water. So he was just drinking water and the monster was drinking all the sake. And, uh, sure? Like you win by cheating?
2: This sounds like absolutely not something that would be considered appropriate for American children. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, British children, maybe.
1: The British younger children, maybe. Presumably this monster showed up in a Power Rangers episode, I would guess. It, it doesn't look that weird. It's okay. not it's also like... also got like... It's got horns coming out of its tofu box-shaped, tofu cube-shaped head. <laughs> so maybe they made him a musical monster in Rangers? Maybe. I don't,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I do remember that there was an entire episode that they spent the like... American actor part on explaining what a pachinko machine was, so that they could then have a pachinko machine monster.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: silly! silly.
2: They had to establish what this actually is first.
0: I'm a little surprised they didn't just try and explain it was a pinball machine.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a pin. You know what a pinball is? It's very basic. Yeah. Oh, and. uh, When the monster turns big, there is a Zord fight, but the the monster steals the Zord's giant sword before it can use it on the monster, (gasps) but it turns out that the giant sword has like a security taser setting on it that electrocutes the monster and he drops the sword and then gets (sighs) cut in half. Giant security setting. (laughs) Oh, apparently it was called Trumpet Top in Power Rangers. So yeah, it was probably a, just a musical monster because he has horns <sighs> coming out of his head for some reason. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. It's a fine episode. Nothing wrong. All right, Stroke so
0: unboxing. We we'll, so, uh, thank you for listening. We will be back again next week with more Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon.
2: Yes, we are hosted on iconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to host, uh, with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iconunderground. Uh, so we do half away this month, or we we doing, uh... uh
0: I think we're looking for a black hat hacker named Hathaway.
2: Ha. Huh.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, we're doing uh, Gundam and Hathaway. Uh, <laughs> starring New Jersey's most beloved actress.
2: I'm not really? sure I've really? actually well, it, seen a movie with Anne Hathaway in it, uh, except for that Tim Burton Alice movie. she's what about... Just- uh, not usually in movies where things explode, and I only watch movies where things
0: explode. Uh, what about the Dark Knight Rises?
2: Yeah. Oh, I guess she's, uh, so.
0: she's a catwoman. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I guess it was very memorable, I mean,
0: huh? I thought <laughs> she was me- most
1: <laughs> beloved. I just learned. She's well, I, don't from it? Laura, I don't know
0: who else is. I don't know who else is going to be. Laura San Giacomo.
1: Yeah. Yes, Laura San Giacomo. Although mostly half of that probably becomes, uh, I think she went to the sister school, high school I went to. Mm. So she was like lo- more local.
2: Man, but yeah, I should rewatch The Stand. I wonder how that held up.
0: Anyway. You know, uh, uh,
1: well, we, anyway. we get to see Bulkhead, so, you know, that'll Ooh, be fun.
2: That's right. Isn't Laura San Giacomo in that? Yeah, she
1: is in that. She's the girlfriend of the devil or some shit. Yes.
0: But uh, no, uh, uh, actually, I, and saw, I've i seen her in many things, including her Oscar-winning role in Les Miserables.
2: Ooh. Oh, was that mm. the one with Hugh Jackman?
0: That was the one with Hugh. It's uh, Wolverine versus Gladiator. Nice.
2: I, I haven't watched it. There's one I'm... thing that makes me watch something even less than having no explosions. It's also having people singing about feelings.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I have some bad news for you, about Les Miserables. <laughs> Well, I guess things fact, do uh,
2: explode a little bit.
0: Yeah, there, there's some, you know, uh, you know uh, I mean, at the end, uh, spoilers, Russell Crowe's spine explodes. Ooh. Oh, no. Like, wow. he, he, like, launches himself off a bridge, and he hits, like, a culvert or something, and there's just this hilarious, wet, salary stock cracking noise.
1: Oh, uh, right, I have
0: seen that clip. And also, for a guy who's in a band, not a great singer.
1: No.
2: <laughs> But we will, we will try to stop talking about Anne Hathaway movies for just long enough to uh, also discuss the Gundam Hathaway's Flash movie. Which, yes. Is this the first Gundam we've done?
0: Definitely.
1: Yes, because I... Rob, okay. well, have you ever seen any Gundam before? I saw like
0: half of that Gundam Wing movie.
2: Okay. I, I was... Uh, like 20
0: years ago. We,
2: we have <laughs> I enough I did not understand
0: <laughs> a lick of it.
1: I we, can understand that because there's... It, it's just shit happens. It definitely had Scott McNeil in it.
2: Gundam yes. Wang is a lot. It's a lot. I uh, have had been working on my own at work a lot lately, and I've actually had someone else on shift with me occasionally. And uh, I have now introduced him to G Gundam.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at some point in the future, maybe we should do the Lumber Gundam episode. But uh, oh wow, we can save that one.
2: Yes. So, yeah, it's a good standalone episode. But uh yeah, so we will this will be our first time with all of us you can hear about my heartbreaking airbrush accident with an Asculapius model kit in like 2002.
1: Asculapius?
2: Yeah, I thought you got the Asculapius.
1: Did I? I
2: I've gotten someone I knew got recently. the Asculapius recently and I was like, the Asculapius." It's really. I'm obscure, very confused. Is the joke. I, it's
1: a joke. I've got a pile. Oh yes, I actually I do. It, the purple, it's purple. One. It transforms into uh, sort of um, what was it, a gawk-ish thing. Yeah, yeah, I haven't built that yet. I have. I I built like six things, but I got six or seven more, and it's just sitting in a pile that I haven't gotten back to yet. If it's my, something my that my building the- took a break.
2: If it's something that one can easily get a hold of again, I might have to, uh, I might have to get one and build it just to like heal my soul from the airbrush accident that I had with my original one that crushed my, my Gundam hopes and
1: dreams. I think it was like, I think maybe it was Big Bad Toy Store Entertainment Earth, like, Surprisingly, had it in stock. Is like, ooh, that looks pretty. I'll get that.
2: It was exactly the same box art as the one I had, so it was, yeah, it was probably just
1: old stock found in a warehouse somewhere.
2: Yes, so I might have to see if they still have some of those. Uh, also, my crowning achievement was the time that I, I entirely painted javelin kit, and then I put. I found this semi gloss. Clear coat to put over top of it. And I put that over top of it and it looked exactly like it was made out of molded plastic. <laughs> I painted it the color oh. it was made in and then <laughs> did a clear coat to make it look. Why did I bother painting it at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. I, if I m- was my just success make at it painting like things it was, is not good. I was. So I don't. I try not to do it because it's. Either I I always seem to end up with like, oh no, this paint actually went old, or black. Black always seems to gob up on me. I was pretty good 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) Alright, so please join us for our upcoming Patreon episode where I try and figure out what the hell these two are talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it, it will be explaining, but like, it was a choice between that or Char's counterattack, and I think we'd have to explain more shit with Char's counterattack.
2: If you turn an X, it's still an X.
0: Sometimes it it's a plus. You, I, I've read a bunch of X-Men comics where that happens.
2: That's a, that's a good point. Maybe it's not a full 180-degree turn like the turn A. It's just a 90 or like a 45-degree turn. So now I feel slightly better about the turn X.
0: So until next time, when uh, when we take the bull by the horns, I'm Rob.
2: I'm Jen. And I'm Quattro Bagino. Oh man, now I gotta check Big Bad Toy Store. Damn it, I, I just, just, looked, it's there. I just hit ship on my pile of loot. Sorry.
1: It's 25 bucks you just added. I think it's still in stock.
2: Yeah, I guess it could oh, ship I gotta with, stop uh, there. how do you spell it? It's A-E-S. Oh, thanks. Yes. Okay, I am pre-ordering the Esculapius for September. You know? Okay. The pile of loot that I'm getting on Friday is going to have volume two of the Toys That Time Forgot, which is like there's these big coffee table books of unproduced toy lines. Uh, but volume two has the Inhumanoid stuff. It's, it's, it's got one of the, like sketches on the cover of is the uh the concept art for gag oil like i need it my favorite so wrong (laughs) nothing about that thing is okay nothing about that episode is okay they show it graphically eating its nest mates it's not okay I explained in Humanoids to my mother as a toy line that people get into when, when they're old enough to like know toy designers. Alright, here, I'm gonna post a link to the book in the episode planning chat. It's sold out now, so I guess I'm really glad that I, uh, I threw that on my pile of loot a month and a half ago. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, big, I mean, I, I'm okay with waiting for stuff, but yeah, it did take them forever. But yes, this is sold out now, so I'm glad I ordered it and threw it on my pile of loot like a month and a half ago. It's got gag oil. See, he's up in the top left corner. Everything is so wrong. Everything about gag oil is so wrong. I'm still recording the last episode. I'm going to stop that now.